Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. This is episode 10 of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast where entrepreneurs just like you and me share how they master their mindset to overcome obstacles to their success. In today's episode, I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with the wonderful and deeply honest Brianna Gunn, messaging and funnel specialist. She shares her struggle with her mental health once the COVID-19 pandemic quarantine lockdown started and how she has learned more adaptive and healthy coping mechanisms, and how she began to recognize that ADHD is her superpower in business. Bree tells us how important it is to speak with a therapist, friend, life coach, or other trusted advisor to talk. We need people. We really need one another, no matter how introverted we might be. You won't want to miss her tips on how to be successful in business, including building relationships, being cool with your own self, and getting excited about feedback, which so many of us deeply fear. Bree's story, insights, and overall awesomeness will draw you in, and I know you'll love hearing her share her experience and mission to help support her clients the same way that she would support a family member. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Bree and her amazing journey. Bree, thank you so much for coming today. It's so good to see you. So good to see you too, Tracy. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you know, for people listening, it's been a while for us to get this to work. So I'm excited that we were able to make it work with with all of the um, interesting, what are we going to call it? Pandemic brain things? I I think that's, or mom brain. Mom brain. It's very similar. Yeah. I think I had, I had mom brain one time too. So here we are. And I'm so glad. I'm just, I'm so excited. We met a while back, I think through LinkedIn, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. Like I remember the first time we talked, we were just like, that's it. We're going to know each other forever. (laughs) It was a great conversation. It was a great conversation. So thanks for coming. I know you told me that it's one degree. So now I need to know where you are in the world where it's one degree. I am in Lansing, Michigan. And it's cold. It's very cold, but it's pretty. It's snowing. Yeah. I know. I feel, I always feel like cold weather justifies itself for me, a non-lover of cold weather when it's snowy and pretty. Mm-hmm. Same. I don't, if I, I have, I always tell my husband, I, I complain when it's cold and it's green. I'm like, I want, if it's going to be this cold, it needs to snow. Yeah. And it needs to crunch under my feet and I need to be able to run and jump and play in it for like 15 mm-hmm. minutes and then go back inside, drink warm. Yep. Beverages. I need to be able yeah. to fall into a snowdrift, make a snow angel and then be done. <laughs> right. Yep. That sounds about right. And you live in a place where it's cold for, you know, half the year or something. So yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. be cold probably. I mean, it snowed in May of last year. So Oh wow. Wow. You get one more one more cold snap before it comes back to Yeah. All of everything is kind of blooming. And then my poor hydrangeas were like, what is this? This is so sad. They get all wilty. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were not happy. Oh. 
Uh, well, you know, I'm glad it's snowing and it's beautiful. And, you know, we get to be, we're still everybody. I see you have a little person doing school in the room with you. So you're still, everybody's online and safe and warm and all the good things. And we're all starting to maybe see the end of this tunnel, or at least it's starting to come, um, to being able to go back to some, whatever, I don't know what normal even means anymore, but we're about to change things, right? Things are shifting a bit. Yeah. Very cool. So tell us before we start talking about like how the, how you were impacted by the pandemic, we don't have to talk about that for a long time, but I think it's interesting to show how we adapt, right? That's one of our big mindset pieces is how are we flexible and adapting and all that. But tell us a little bit about what you do and also your journey to becoming self-employed and starting your own business. I think that's an interesting story too. Yeah. So I am a content marketing expert and copywriter, and I've been working for myself for the last 11 years. Um, before that, I had a lot of jobs. Um, I've sold cars and cell phones and just about everything else. And when I got pregnant with my first son, the one that's sitting doing school behind me, I didn't want to go back to work. I didn't want to go back to the law firm and the stress and all the things and decided to stay home and found a job checking email, actually, because at the po- that point I was like, anything, anything at all to get me home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that blew up into a full-blown marketing position and some other things and kind of just kept going from there. But yeah, it's been, it's been really great. And because I've been home for so long, not a lot changed during the pandemic, at least mm-hmm. for my work, other than having to share office space with my 10-year-old and find office space for my husband who has to work from home now because the university he works for is has mandated that they don't want anyone on campus. Mm. So it's been interesting. We're a little maxed out on space here. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> House chess. That's what we call it. That's a really good... I like that. Is mm-hmm. where, yeah, my husband and I generally can share the office. He's, he works mostly from home. Now he's always from home and I'm mostly from home except when I'm traveling. And for the most part, we could sit in the same office together in the house. And then if I had a client call or needed to record something, I would just go to a different space. And then his, the company he works for got like a little hairy. And so even though he w- his job was safe, you could feel the energy of how hectic Ooh. things were. And I couldn't, I was like, I love you, but I cannot be in the same room with you during from eight to five. <laughs> like, you know, I just yeah. can't do that. So yeah, I've now set up shop in our family room, which has turned out to be a great acoustical environment. <laughs> so it's been good for that. When people walk through, I mean, you'll see, it's pretty funny. You know, I will always warn people, like somebody will probably come through to do a load of laundry at some point <laughs> or a shirtless teenage boy will come through looking for a shirt in the laundry room. <laughs> So, you know, whatever works. That's my husband and I, like, he he supervises an entire institute. So, he's mm-hmm. on calls all day long. And because of the nature of my business, I have quite a few client calls and I do a lot of networking. So, we didn't even attempt to share office space. We yeah. just needed to find him a space where he could have his calls and we could have a door between us. And because this has been my office since we moved into this house, this is actually why we bought this house, was because it had an office. Yeah. It was a sewing room, but it's now an office. Yeah. And so he's, he always, I, I'll hear him say, you know, yeah, my wife has a door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. the one with the door. You're the one with the door. That's good. Yeah. I like my door. Hey, you like your door. Visit. I mean, he probably has a door in his university office. So eventually he'll have a door yeah. again. Yeah. Yes. 
someday oh in, the, in the far, far future. Yeah. <laughs> did you, was there any change? Like your, did any of your clients like freak out or lose business or did you like, what happened mm-hmm. when it was probably around March when things started shifting? Yeah. Well, um, right? I actually went to Disney world the last week in February when, you know, everyone, it was kind of starting here. Mm-hmm. And I remember everybody freaking out, like there's cases in Florida and I'm like, but they're not in Orange County. It's fine. And I got back and I'd been back for a week and a half and we had parent teacher conferences and my husband went to the conference and they asked him to empty the kids' lockers. And we got a text message the next morning at 5 a.m. saying that school was not going to like, please don't send your kids to school today. Oh, wow. It was a very one day notice. Wow. We had, we had a 5 a.m. notice on a Friday morning. And it was supposed to be just like for spring break. Like they were just going to start spring break early because spring break mm-hmm. was supposed to be the next week. Mm-hmm. And then we just never went back to school. And my district, good, bad, or otherwise, didn't even get his curriculum until May. Oh, wow. So we were, so two we months were yeah, two months break. of me trying to figure out how to work. And then I had clients who, I promise I listened to your question. I had clients who okay. freaked out and decided that they didn't need to pay me. And I was at the time doing, because of the nature of my copy, I was doing a 50% deposit and 50% on delivery. And so they paid their deposit and I delivered the goods and then they just didn't pay for it. So I've changed my model completely. So I require a hundred percent payment upfront before I start work because I can't, I mean, we're talking like 12 and a half in unpaid contracts. And I I mean, I'm not litigious. I'm not going to take them to court. I could. Right. I hopefully I could. I just I think that's a little below the belt. Yeah. Not at all how I run my business. I just I wrote it off and it's fine. But yeah. But yeah, it definitely threw me for a bit of a loop. I was not expecting that. And then, you know, I think everybody thought, at least I thought, you know, we'll get back to this. This will this will be a short period of time. This will be, oh, yeah. you know, we'll isolate for six weeks or whatever. <laughs> so I was just thinking six of, weeks. We had the same, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh. you know. It was, it was really because, and then people were afraid to spend money. Mm-hmm. And so I found, um, I think I talked to you during this period, actually, was, you know, I was just looking for clients because everyone I talked to, they wanted copy, they wanted it, but they were scared to actually invest. And it wasn't until probably August that things really, and then it was like, it was like everyone and their mother wanted content. Hmm. Like once people realized, oh, this is not changing, I better get my ducks in a row. So are, are you back at capacity or are you kind of how, where you had been before or at like, what does it look like for you now? Did you? Yeah, I'm pretty close to capacity. I have two spots open. I try to not be completely full just because, you know, I had gone into this year. My, my first grader was going into first grade. My <laughs> fifth grader was going to fifth grade. I was going to be able to work full-time hours. I was going to be able to increase my client <laughs> capacity. I was all excited. And then it's my um, year. I know. I was like, <laughs> finally, they're both in school full time. This is amazing. Yeah. And, and the universe was like, nope. You're funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was luck. like, oh, you are so cute. You like, think you're no. in control, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I had to, I was glad that I didn't have a full client load mm-hmm. um, because I've had to lesson plan because we're not virtual schooling. We're full on homeschooling. Okay. Um, so you pulled your kids out of the system to do something different. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people I think have done that. Yeah. I didn't have a whole lot of faith after what happened the first time. 
Yeah. And yeah. I love our district. They're, they're great. I like, I keep in touch with all of his, all the kids, teachers and the principal and everybody. We're a very, very small town, mm-hmm. but I just, I couldn't, when they sent out the plan, it was going to be eight 30 in the morning until three 30 in the afternoon, completely online with hourly attendance. And I was like, I know my kids, I know me. Yeah. And I couldn't function in that environment. So it's very restrictive. mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we do, we, we've made it work, I think. And I've been able to maintain a nearly full client load because of being hyper-organized and my kids are a little bit older. They're six and 10. So it's not like I have to babysit all day long. They can handle themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Yeah, that's a, my kids are in high school and, you know, we already, my husband and I both work mostly from home. So that I, I believe that because neither one of us had to make a huge adjustment that we set the tone for the kids that like it was, we were pretty laid back about it. We were kind of like, okay. We also thought it was only going to be about six weeks. So it was like, okay, we can, we can do anything for six weeks. Do, do, do. How about 11 months later? So, but same thing, right? We got, I think we had two days notice. So that was good. So we, we heard on a Thursday that Friday would be the last day of school. And I think my daughter had a test. So she went to school and my son was like, I don't have anything. So he stayed home. And I know that we're all very adaptable. That's human nature, right? But for to be able to look at your business and go, oof, right? Because I would imagine you didn't say it, but I kind of picked up that part of the reason that you wanted to have a business at home was so you could be present with your family and be there with your kids and, you know, all of that. And so I think that when that's your priority, it helps make it a little bit easier when you have to make this kind of a radical adjustment. You know, Mm -hmm. I I have a truly radical adjustment. Huge. I I mean, I, my, cause your, so your kids are both in elementary school, right? Fifth grade is still elementary. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine trying to manage online school with elementary aged kids. Now with high schoolers, they can make it work because they're, they actually block their schedule a little bit differently for the high schoolers. So it's kind of like, it's okay. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think pulling your kids out and homeschooling, you know, not to tell anybody what their choice would have been, but I think that that was probably a really good move for your kids because online school for that many hours, it's just asking, too much. It's too much. It's asking. Well, and my first grader is moving on to second grade work right now. Mm-hmm. So they're able to accelerate their learning at their own pace. And I think it's interesting because looking at the way my kids are going through school reminds me kind of of growing my business. You know, we, we accelerate at the pace that we're able to, and we have those periods of growth and, and kind of like almost like a growth spurt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hit my first um, six figure year two years ago and was really, really excited. And, and I was all ready to scale. And then summer came and everyone wanted a vacation and I had to figure out how to adapt to having fewer clients um, mm-hmm. when I plan to have more clients. And so I think it's that that adaptability in life and business that really helps you to keep going. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's, it, it's easy to curl up in a ball and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes, it is. And it is. I, done that. I, I completely disappeared for a whole month. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I quit. I'm done. And kept doing the client work that I had and just vanished from every, every, I've been super, super active online and everything. And I have people like, are you okay? (laughs) I was like, yep, I'm just, I'm turtling for a minute. Yeah. I think it's important to be able to do that too. You know, I mean, obviously if you, if you rely on social media or whatever, that could probably be hard on your business, but 
I did that for almost two years. We moved states and we moved states with teenagers who were not, you know, particularly excited about that. And I just intentionally slowed down my business before we moved and really focused for about two years on helping them adjust. And so we moved from DC to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, talk about two totally different worlds. I mean, now everybody's doing great. We've been here three years, everybody's happy, whatever. But the year that I was ready to bring my head back up (laughs) and I had a whole bunch of things on calendar, like Mm -hmm. the first half of the year, and they were all live events with 50 plus people in a room. Yep. We got a pandemic. So yeah. And you do, I mean, that adaptability is really important and adaptability doesn't necessarily mean you spring back and you suddenly find 17 ways to create more income. I mean, sometimes it's just really taking care of yourself. Like you said, you needed to turtle. I think that's great. I wandered around in the garden, just walking in circles outside for like two weeks. So I just didn't know what to do. I wasn't despondent. I was just like, I really don't know what to do. My clients are here. I, you know, maintained my business but I just didn't work on growing it for two years. And and I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll enlist my entire family to build me more raised beds. And I'm going to take over, you know, another 30 by something plot of land and grow more vegetables. You know, that sounds like a brilliant idea. I, I'm not, I do not have a green thumb in my body. I kill everything. And so I, <laughs> you have black thumb. Trying, I do, I, I've been, I, I managed to grow strawberries and they've taken oh, over. We have, we have a strawberry garden because nice. nothing else lives there. Um, and <laughs> I, great. I've accepted that. It's great. They're delicious. They're, I mean, mm-hmm. I can go out and eat strawberries all summer. It's awesome. And I've been trying to, and I, I'm great at growing like chicks and hens and sedum and things that require very little maintenance. I have a little rock garden, but bigger things, like I've been trying to find something like hydrangea bushes or something pretty and I kill everything, which is Hydrangeas thrive on neglect, which is great. Hydrangeas and like azaleas and and rhododendrons. All you have to do is just put them in the ground. (laughs) And that's, that's, I put them in the ground in September and just instead a little prayer over them. And it was like, you're going to, you're going to have a beautiful life. Just die on me. Beautiful, big round flowers for us. You're Thank you. <laughs> yes, please do this. And I think, I think, I do, you know, we do that in our business too. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to grow or I want to expand and we make big plans. I, I had speaking gigs lined up. I had events. I had a whole bunch of stuff throughout the year. And so I got to watch the deceleration. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure like you did very, very closely. And then I, and then watching how everybody tried to pivot their events. Yeah. Mostly unsuccessfully in my opinion. Mm-hmm was really interesting. I I had half, I had kind of a 50, 50 mixed bag where I had refunds from some of them, which I'm sure was really painful. Mm-hmm. And then I had others who were like, Nope, I'm not going to refund your, you know, $1,200 ticket for an in-person event. We're going to do it. We're going to do it in two days online. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. Or you can Nobody wants to sit me. in front of their computer. Yeah. I'm like, I want my money back. Yeah. You know, and and I I even emailed. I was like, oh, "Will there be recording?" So I can't I can't sit I I can't sit online for eight hours a day for two days in a row. I just can't. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. Oh no no. Um, if you want recordings, it's going to cost more. And I was like, okay, so that's cool. That's your karma. And right. So my first know? thought was like, wow, what a bad vibe. Yeah, that was my thought too. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, this was somebody who had been pursuing me, wanting me to book into higher and higher ticket prices. And I was like, that's true mm-hmm. colors. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that mm-hmm. right now has really forced, we're seeing people for who they really are mm-hmm. because it's gotten harder and harder and harder to hide. Yeah. In so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 
you see how many people operate from fear. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about greed. I think greed and fear are pretty much the same thing. So, you know, you, but you see where people are coming from and what makes them tick. And, you know, with love and appreciation for all kinds of different people, my circle has gotten a lot smaller and tighter in the last 11 months. <laughs> I'm just saying that it has been almost exactly tomorrow, the 13th. We're, we're recording on February 12th. March 13th, 2020 was the day that our state shut down. And it's interesting. So did you ever end up getting a refund? Did you convince them to give you a refund or get an... I, I didn't even try. Um, yeah, you're like, never I mind. Figured, I, I didn't want to bring that energy into mm-hmm. my space. Yeah. And I believe that money is energy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that negative energy attached to it to come in and and kind of step on the energy I was working on because I was trying so hard to maintain positivity mm-hmm. and I succeeded for a time. And then I had, I had to turtle for a month. I got a therapist. I did some really introspective work. I found out I have ADHD. I did a whole bunch of things that, you know, cause all of my coping mechanisms had gotten stripped away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, you know, it, even like shoving myself into work and working on my own stuff. I've, I've produced more courses this year than I have over the last eight years. Wow. And just, you know, it wasn't enough to stop the deterioration of my mental health. Right. And, you know, and because of what I do, that directly affects my business. And so I have to prioritize my mental health and my well-being over and above everything else because I can't write good copy. I can't be functional for my clients if I'm not in a good headspace. Thank you very much for sharing this. This this yeah. is really important, especially so because there's so much stigma around mental health. But like, mm-hmm. if you had a skin rash that didn't go away, we'd go to the doctor. If we had a cough, especially now, but if we had a you know a cough that was persistent, we would go to the doctor. If it lasted more than two or three weeks, we would go to or maybe hopefully t- not more than ten days, guys. But you know, if you're right, like yeah. me and you're like, oh, it's been two weeks and I've been coughing, you know, you know, now it's different because every little tickle, we're like, oh no, maybe I have COVID. But you know, oh, but, know. but But to share that, because this is one of the things that like, I listened to a podcast a while ago where one of the tips that the, that the guest shared was get a good therapist because you don't know what could be holding you back. You have no idea whatever imprinted when you were younger that could still be impacting you now. And I was like, wow, she said that with no shame, with no stigma and whatever. And, you know, yeah, because again, if you had, if you had diabetes, you would be seeing a doctor for that. You know, what's the difference? I'm having some depression or some ADHD or some anxiety or, or, you know, whatever here I am with these symptoms and they're not going away. And so we go and we talk to somebody, we get some help, we get medicine or we get therapy or whatever it is that we need. Right. So I love that you shared that because I think that there doesn't have to be something wrong with us to go see a therapist, right? If we need ongoing Mm -hmm. support, we need ongoing support. And Mm -hmm. so I really, really want our listeners to hear this, that like, if you don't feel right ever, talk to somebody, but especially right now, this pandemic has really shown a light, as you were saying, on people's behaviors, but it's also shown a light on how fragile human nature can be. I mean, we're strong and we're resilient and we're gritty and all those great things. And isolation is not really the best thing for us. It might be no, the best thing for not. physical health, but. Well, but yeah. we're not meant to be isolated. We're, we are, even if I'm an introvert and this is a lot for me. Yeah. And, I, and we're like, oh no, you're an ambivert. I'm like, no, 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 I am an introvert. I am yeah. not an, I can extrovert for a very short period of time. That does not mean I'm an ambivert. And then need an I, <laughs> I, if I go and I speak on a stage in front of a hundred people and I people for that whole weekend, 
I need at least a week to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think being forced to not people and and be sitting here with all of the baggage that I had and because good, bad, or otherwise, being isolated with this has given us more time to be introspective mm-hmm. because we can't distract ourselves as easily. I mean, I guess you could go yeah. find yourself in the bottom of the bottle. I don't recommend that. But if you're going to run a business, if you're going to be a parent, if you're going to be a good human, now is the perfect time to deal with all of that baggage. And yeah. therapy ha- therapy and mental health have such a stigma around them. I actually had a potential client ask me to explain how my ADHD wouldn't affect my work. And I was like, oh, it completely affects my work. It's actually my superpower. It's what makes me such an incredible copywriter. Yeah. And I now I understand that that me being scattered is actually not a bad thing. And now I know how to deal with it. And it's not that I'm scattered. It's that I have to prioritize my time in a way that works for me. And I don't owe anyone an explanation for that. Yeah. Um, I did, and I did kind of like dive into it with her because she was, she's like, she's like, I'm, she's like, I don't want to be rude, which I appreciate. It's, it's something that's weird because I'm very vocal and very open about it. I have a room on Clubhouse every Thursday talking about ADHD and entrepreneurship with mm. a couple other girls who are just incredible. And we talked about gut health. We've talked about atypical neuroplasticity and all of these really, really fun things. And I think that accepting everyone as they are is something that if you're going to be happy right now, you have to, you have to just meet people where they are and not expect them to be more than what they are. And I think that before now, we all kind of were playing a game or like almost like putting on a play because we could, you know, if we were having a bad day, we could go to the bar, we could go to the gym, we could go do whatever. And those, we can't, we can't go hide somewhere else. We have to deal with it head on. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like in that way? So, you know, we're not like Pollyanna, but kind of looking for Mm -hmm. that silver lining. Do you feel like this has been a beneficial thing? Like you've, you're confronting more of your stuff. And so like, how has that supported you in, in life and business? You know, I think it's funny. I've known my husband since we were, since I was 14 years old, we've not, we didn't start dating until we were 20. was 25, I think. Yeah. But I've known him for a very, very long time. And he was like, you know, we've been married for for almost 14 years. And he was like, you sound like you again. He's like, I can't tell you the last time that he's like, not that you've been a different person. He's like, but it was almost like you had changed. And he's like, I feel like you're back to the you you were when I fell in love with you. And that was such a huge revelation to me that I had been building up these walls around myself, trying to deal with all of these issues, the ADHD and the OCD and the other things that I deal with because there is that shame and stigma around it. And so I just buried it in, you know, excessive exercise and extra clients and being overly busy and all of these things and being forced to look at it head on and understand how my mental health affects my kids, Mm -hmm. affects my clients affects my husband. It's been really eye-opening. And I think that anyone who's currently struggling, you know, go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. If it's not a therapist, find a friend, but don't keep those emotions inside. If I've, I've talked to people who've hired life coaches just to have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Find someone because we were not meant to go through this life by ourselves. 
And if we don't talk to someone else, then how are we supposed to grow as humans? You know, I'm definitely, I was looking at, I looked at a picture of myself a year ago and now, and I look younger, (laughs) I look happier. Like, and it it prompted me because I was on TikTok of all places and a gal had posted, you know, me a year ago. And she's like, I've aged 10 years in a year. And I think I've actually like reversed it, (laughs) reversed it because (laughs) I've, I've dealt with the yuck and Mm -hmm. the, the, the dark, deep, embarrassing stuff that now isn't so embarrassing. And the more I'm open about it and the more I'm vocal about it, the more people are coming out of the woodwork to say me too. Oh my gosh, me too. And I think that's incredibly powerful and it's turned into clients for me. Mm -hmm. It's turned into new friendships. It's turned into finding people like you who are just incredible humans. And I think more people need to be open to the fact that nobody is perfect. And what does perfection even mean? That's like, you know, weird, weird things that we do to ourselves, the games we play with ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really struck me what you said, you know, you happiness shows, right? Mm -hmm. So we can, we can have a really good life on paper, right? You, you've got beautiful kids. I've gotten to see both of them today. You Mm -hmm. have a, what sounds like a really great marriage with probably one of your best friends in the whole world. And and, and you've got a great business and you're living your life by design and all these things sound and look great. Mm -hmm. And yet something still wasn't right for you because there's a whole part of, of who you are. It doesn't have to define you, right? But it's a part of who you are. A part of who you are has ADHD, has OCD, right. has some, you know, this, so what, right? It's I mean, a I, happiness that yeah. we, you know, if yeah. I projected, I'm supposed to be happy, so I'm going to force it mm-hmm. versus I'm cool with who I am. Yeah. And it is, you know, my, my son has ADHD and got diagnosed at like the age of 12 and mm-hmm he was having like suicidal ideation because he thought there was something wrong with him. So, you know, my 12 year old boy thinking he's dumb, he's not, his IQ is off the charts, which is usually, you know, very common. My 10 year old's the same way. He's he's little things. Yeah. Like I can't, uh, you know, there's something, how come, how come everybody else can sit in their seat and he's not like fidgety. He's more like flights of, of fantasy guy. Right. So it goes off in his head on these cool trips and comes back with really good nuggets to share. And like oh, when he's he, awesome. he's amazing. And he's like, you know, wonderful, brilliant musician and he writes music and he plays guitar and he's just, you know, super smart and like good guy, introvert, very chill. <laughs> it's like really fun to be here. He's 14 now. I remember because I didn't really quite understand ADHD until we finally got a diagnosis for him. And this is a downside of the schools too, is they can't just directly say to you, I think your kid has ADHD. It would be good for you to go get a diagnosis. They have to say things like, I don't know, they have to sidestep it, right? Mm-hmm. So I finally, because our insurance wouldn't cover it, just made a call. And I said, I don't know what's going on with him. He may have some processing issues too, because he gets stuck with some math concepts and blah, blah, blah. But I forgot where I was going with that. Speaking of ADHD, I think he got it um, very naturally. <laughs> Oh, just that, you know, he thought that there was like something wrong with him and it's really his superpower. So for people who don't really understand ADHD, the one thing I can say is there's hyper-focus and there's inability to focus. Like those those are probably the two extremes of that. His inability to focus is on things that don't interest him. Yep. And And his hyper-focus is on the stuff that he loves. And so that's where you see brilliant artists who you might think are kind of nuts or whatever, writers or whatever, you know, it's because they're in the zone, you know, and. And yeah, and I'm sure 
I read social cues because I've trained myself to read them, but I'm not naturally good at them. Mm. And I know this about myself. I'm not naturally gifted at reading. Like when someone's frustrated with me, like I don't always catch it right away. So I've, I've because now that I know what I'm dealing with, I've forced myself to slow down. And before I blurt out whatever's in my head, like, why are you upset? I, I stop my, I'm trying, you know, I'm able to be more intentional with my actions. And that hyper-focus piece is what allows me to be so awesome at my job because I love content. I love marketing. I love to write. I love my clients. And I always tell my clients, I'm like, I'm like, if you work with me, you will get this, but you become family. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a client last night, she was having a moment and she called me and she goes, she goes, I know that this is out of scope and I know that this is out of hours, but I'm about to have a meltdown. Would oh. you be able to hop on Zoom? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And, yeah. and so we hopped on Zoom, we fixed the problem. She thinks I'm great. It was an hour that I would have sat watching TV instead. Yeah. You know, my husband got to watch his Batman comic, which is great. <laughs> I can't that crap. Um, so you got to do something that felt much better. <laughs> right. And, so, and he got to do something that lights him up. And yeah. so I think that trying to force ourselves, especially now into a box that someone else has created, it just creates misery mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And so I think being really intentional about who we are bringing into our circle. And like you said, your circle shrank, my circle shrank drastically. I went from having a lot of really, what I thought were great connections to having a handful of people that I trust Mm -hmm. because it's, especially when it comes to business, Mm -hmm. you know, I I have two or three people that I will be like, Hey, this is happening. What do you think? Or, or can I bounce an idea off of you? Or, Hey, would you proof this for me? Whereas before I was far more, Flippant is the wrong word, but it almost feels that way with relationships. Mm-hmm. And I totally believe in the ideology that our relationships are like a tree. We have our roots and our, our trunk and our branches and our leaves. And, you know, I found I have a lot of branches, I had a lot of branches and oh, those people have fallen away, which is okay. Mm-hmm. The people that I still have in my circle are people I trust. I, tr- I would trust them with my kids, which is mm-hmm. saying a lot. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and beforehand, I don't know that I would have deepened those relationships. Mm. And I don't know that I would have worked with the clients I've worked with if I hadn't gone through the self-discovery that I did, because I can now effectively say, you know, I don't think we're a great fit and be confident in that and say, but I have someone else who might be, you that, know, I get it. Yes. And that is massive. This is another big thing for people to hear, especially when so much of your own self goes into your work. It's different if you're building widgets because whatever widgets you're building, and this is important work, right? You're just selling them to the people who can use them. So that's a different mentality. But when you're working closely with clients, whatever it is, providing a service, this is huge. And I think a lot of people, we were talking about fear earlier, a lot of people are afraid that if we fine tune our niche, if we niche down with who we're going to work with, that it means that we're actually shrinking our opportunities. But what happens, it's happened with me. It sounds like it's happened with you. When I've gotten tighter in my niche with who I like to work with, and it's more personality types than it is industry, right? So 
it actually helps expand your business. I think, mm-hmm. and I believe it comes, you know, you said the word intention, intent being intentional. It comes back to being intentional and it comes back also to being laser focused. Yep. Noise shuts down when you're working with the right people. Mm-hmm. You get, like I found when I did that, I had a little bit smaller, actually quite a bit smaller pool, mm-hmm. but I had fewer tire kickers. I had fewer wasted pre-consults. I had, you know, higher quality clients. Not that the people weren't quality, but the quality of the work that we were doing increased. So I want people to hear this, that you- And it's true. I mean, you do, your work is very internal Mm -hmm. and, and you work through a lot of the mental issues and, and blocks and things. Mm -hmm. And my work is very tangible. I create copy and content for people. And the fact that we both experienced that, I think it says a lot about regardless of what business you're in, regardless of who you serve, getting good and right with yourself allows you to, I've always said, I don't have a niche. I have a personality type. And I think Mm -hmm. you hit on that. You know, it's, Niching down works really, really well for courses. It works really, really well for group programs. But when you're working individually, one-on-one with people, you have to like the people you're working with because if you don't, the work is going to suffer. Yes, it shows. And it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because it's like a feel. It's one of those things where it's like, you can't quite put your finger on it, but something's mm-hmm. off. And it's, yes. and people, it's like, it has a smell. I don't know what it is. It's, but it's, it's like, a, it's almost you know. like, you, you like, you get that anxiety. Like for me, it bubbles up as an anxiety where I can like feel it in my mm-hmm. throat before calls with those people mm-hmm. where I, as I'm working, I'm, I'm always second guessing, is this good enough? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in my work, it can't be halfway. It has to be killer every single time. Yeah. But for the people that are the right people, it's, a process of, okay, here's some sample copy. Here's three emails or here's a sales page or here's a landing page. What do you think? And getting their feedback and being excited for their feedback and excited for this is wrong or this is a miss because then I can get closer to the right. Then I can get closer to hitting the nail on the head and them being excited about the fact that we're making progress. The dynamics are totally different when you are in a great working relationship versus a mediocre one. Yeah. Cause how many of us, I mean, raise your right hand. If you maybe have a little perfectionism tendencies, my hand is up, you know, like, so receiving feedback sometimes can feel terrifying, but it's so, it's so interesting that you said that too, because I recently had a call with a client and we were going over a draft of a business plan that I was writing for them and it was a draft. And so I expected to get some feedback and they basically were like, yeah, you completely missed the mark on this. And I was like, okay, tell me about that. Tell me, not like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, cool. Let's go over it again. Tell me what I missed. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, cool. I didn't spend any more time thinking about it Mm -mm. because we're such a great fit and we have such a good relationship that I think if we had been, if something had been off, I'm not going to say, I think I am certain because I've done it before, but I would have gone and been like, well, maybe I didn't ask the right questions or maybe they just didn't know what they wanted yet. Or uh." no, I was like, cool. Now I got it. Now I can finish this document and get it to them and they can start to implement. Done. It's it's Click. it's the thing like I have a client where we we usually meet every Friday and do a do a finish up of the week. Here's what I worked on. Let's go over the and do live edits because she loves live, which I love. I yeah. love getting back real, that time. Way. real time. Real <laughs> time edits, going through the document together. It's super fun for me. And I adore her. And we had to last week was her birthday, so we canceled. And then she's like, 
free. I can't believe I did this again. I'm at a retreat. I can't meet today. And she's like, here's my calendar. Grab a time next week. No worry, no stress. And I'm still working in the background. I'm Mm -hmm. still training out content for her and we'll have more to review, which means we need a longer call, you know, versus someone being like, well, I'm not getting the time from you because I've canceled and I've done this. It's a different dynamic. Yeah. It's more collaborative. It sounds mm-hmm. like it. And, yeah. and I'm finding that I, that I really enjoy the collaborative clients over mm-hmm. the ones that are like, I can't be bothered. Mm. I love getting into the, the nitty gritty with them and yeah. the, the pieces and, and the meatiness of the project. Mm. And, you know, it's because it's fun. It's learning more about humanity and learning more about them as a, as a person. I, most of my clients that I've worked with for, for, you know, three months or more, we stay friends. We text each other. We check in because we build a relationship. And I, my whole concept around my business is relationship marketing. Mm -hmm. And you can't sell to someone if you don't build the relationship and being able to be cool with yourself allows you to find the people that are also cool with themselves allows you to build that relationship and and go deeper. And then you can create some really magical experiences together. Whereas, you know, before it may have been a kind of a meth thing where you're like, I just need money. I just need to pay this bill. I just need this. Instead, when you're looking for the relationship, you're looking to build a relationship with your clientele and then cultivate the relationship for them and their audience, at least in my case. Mm-hmm. And it, it changes the entire process. And it's just a really neat way of looking at things. And I don't think that I would have been where I am now without the COVID situation because I had to be comfortable with me, all of me, even the yucky parts, to be able to attract the kind of people who are okay with the fact that I'm a little spacey sometimes or that I, you know, they'll get like, a pile of copy for me because I got excited and, and could not stop. Um, <laughs> you know, and I had one client, she's like, this is a lot. And, and then she was going, this is a lot of really good stuff. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> yeah. I got really excited. You're welcome. <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and it, was, it was a great feeling of, yeah. of being able to say, I made this for you. And mm. um, yeah, I think, I think the mental health piece is more tied in than we ever thought it was to everything or wanted to admit that it was mm-hmm. Yeah, to everything. Well, I think it's fantastic that one, that you had the willingness within yourself and the self-awareness to go exploring that. And two, to speak so openly about it. We need just like, I mean, diabetes is pretty normalized. You know, I don't know what else. Dental issues is, it's, that's pretty normalized. Heart conditions, whatever. Like we, this, these are, these are normal things. I mean, stuff happens. We hope, we hope that people can manage their health, but like we can talk about it and there's no stigma around that. We need to normalize that our mental health is part of our day-to-day living and it's super important. So I really appreciate that you're speaking so openly and I'm excited to air this episode so people can hear it because it's just such a part of who we are and you know, sometimes we're doing great and sometimes we're not doing great. And sometimes we have stuff that we need to deal with on a regular basis and you know, ongoing. And so I really appreciate that you have been so open about that. And I think that I agree. It's your superpower, right? That you're tapping into what your strengths are. And obviously you have systems and things in place that help keep you on track so that everything gets done. Right. But that, cause that's just the way but it is. Before, she, she literally texts me and she's like, you know, you have a call in 10 minutes. You know, you have this coming up. Don't oh, that's great. 
That's yeah. wonderful. That's that's fantastic. Well, we're at that point where I like to ask, do you if you had three tips to share about anything related to life and being a human running a business or just being a human living life, what would they be? Find someone in your life, whether it's a therapist or a life coach or a business coach or an expert of some kind who can help you uncover the real you. Do that work because it will, it's transformative. Mm. Work with coach, regardless of where you are in your business. I have a coach. I'm sure you have a coach. Mm-hmm. Find someone who is a few steps ahead of you that can help guide you down the path of where you want to go. It's a lot easier and a lot faster. And outsource. You know, we can't all be good at everything. Like I mentioned, my assistant, she's she runs my calendar and does my invoicing and does all the things that like your son can't focus on. I can't focus on that stuff because I hate doing it. And I found someone who loves it and is good at it. Outsource the pieces that you are struggling with that are taking too much time, whether that's copy or admin or tech. Don't be afraid to hire because I guarantee you every single hire that I have made in my business has at least doubled my revenue Mm. because I've been able to focus on the things that light me up and the networking and the running of the business instead of being bogged down in the details. So if you're hesitating hiring, which I know we haven't really talked about, but outsource if you can, because it'll, it'll help your mental health. It'll help your business and make sure you have a coach. Again, it's important. It really is. And, you know, the outsourcing comes up a lot for people. So I just want to highlight that again. It's not always the concept of you have to spend money to make money. But when we relieve ourselves of the things that drain our energy, it opens us up to create so much more. So I like to ask the question, how much do you cost your business? So I don't charge on an hourly basis, but if I were to break down, I would never pay that much for tech support. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So that's kind of how, how I justify sending the, you know, spending money and sending those things outside of me. So I work with, you know, some virtual people. So just keep that in mind mm-hmm. to our listeners that this is really liberating. And, you know, yeah. So where can we find you? What are the, where are the places where people could come to you for to learning more about what you do and copywriting? Clearly you are so passionate about what you do and you make this deep connection with your clients, which I'm willing to bet makes the copy that you write sound like they wrote it themselves, which I think is huge. Yeah, I do. I'm a ghostwriter. I I slip into other people's language. You can find me on my website at briannagun.com or on social media across the board at the Brianna Gun. I would love to connect with anyone who needs help. You know, pretty simple. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to put those links in the show notes. So just check the show notes if you want to connect with Bri. Always a pleasure. I'm so glad that we got to connect this morning and just share this. Thank you so much for sharing so openly. And, you know, I, I love the work you do. I love who you are. I love that you've done this work for yourself. I just think it just turned your light on even brighter than it was already on. So kudos to you. And just thank you so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been super fun and you're magical. I'm just excited to be part of your world. Oh, thank you. Uh, we'll have to, we'll, we'll, you and I will stay in touch, but I would love to like absolutely. do another interview in like a year and see what's happened. Cause I, Ooh, that'd be I fun. feel like yeah, big stuff that. is, yeah, let's do that. Like, I mean, we'll talk between now and then, but yeah. to hear kind of what's taken place. Cause I think we're about to have another shift in the world of business and it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see how we all adjust to it. So I'm excited to hear that too. Well, once yeah. again, thank you so much, Bree. Really appreciate it. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.